The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live for the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com for our Muslim friends. I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. In fact, we use the Bible and the Constitution here not to see who's on the right or the left, but who's on the straight and narrow? We're going to show you this morning, right and left, when it comes to this issue, they're pushing the same agenda. All right, The guy going out is just the right boot being taken off, and the left guy coming in is the left boot of the tyrant being put on. Okay, Same agenda is going forward. We're going to show you that here in just a little bit. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you go over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, you can check out the articles that we have there by myself, by Bradley, and our other contributors, including Lynn Taylor, who will be joining me shortly for Rotten of the Core Wednesday this morning. And uh, while you're there, if you can help us, look, corporate media, the CIA-controlled media, has billions of dollars at their exposal, guy. At their expo- uh, ah, what am I trying to say? They, they, can use, they have money to use to give you propaganda they want you to buy into. Okay, that's what they're wanting to do. And they have the money to do it. And we need your support. We need your support. That's just a simple. I don't know any other way to say it. Okay, if you want truth messages like what you get here in the morning with me and what you get with Bradley at at 3 p.m. Eastern time. You got to support us. You really have to support us. And and I'm just letting you know, it's going to get worse as the days goes ahead because you know they're going to target us even more than they have on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter the way they have. So we need your support. You can always find us at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Those of you watching by way of video, I'm the second video down in the morning that goes live. Bradley's is the one above that on the right side of the page. Okay, And if you if you can help us in that matter... Do so. You can donate. You can make a one-time donation. You can um, become a partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And both of those buttons are at the top of our page. You can sign up to do that. And we look, we appreciate your support more than you know, because if you if there's no support, we can't do what we do. Uh, we're really limited in that. And the store, the store is a great way to do it. Maybe you say, hey, uh, can we get something for our money? Yep, you can. You can purchase things in our store. If you want to get them to give away as gifts, birthdays, 
Christmas, well, we're past that, aren't we? <laughs> or other things that you have. You can pick those up in our store as well. And as always, that helps us. And then the the last way you can do that uh, is through giving your email address here. When you go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, the email address, sign up is right there on the right. We've also got one that comes up uh, in the middle of the page for people who are on mobile because I know a lot of this is tough for you to get to on the right side of the page. So you can do that. Again, we don't rent your email list out. We we don't rent your email out. We don't spam you. You get one email a day. We don't again. We don't treat you like the corporate media does or any of that other. You get one email a day. Now there's other there's other ways too. When you go to sonslibertymedia.com, you might get a thing that says, "Hey, would you like to be notified?" Now that's a different thing. That's something that you control. And what happens is when I post an article, it comes in on your browser. It's a little box down in the bottom corner, and it comes up and it says, "Hey, this article was was." Uh, was posted. Sometimes they come, you know, every few minutes, and then there's a long period of time before I post again, and sometimes not. But those are there, and you can click on them, go directly to the article, or you can slide them off the page. It's no big deal. Uh, you can do that as well, and then share them. Uh, even though social media takes and tries to censor us, you taking and sharing them does put it out there more than we can reach, and so we're dependent upon you to get those messages out. Now, before Lynn comes on, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what's, what it's going to take for my friends who are Q followers. And I, look, I can, I can, I've told you before, I consider them friends, but it's like, when are you going to wake up to what's going on? Are you going to let Q keep pulling you down the road to empty promises for months, years? What, 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 what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, we're up to an inauguration day. I know some Q people continue to think, oh, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But it looks like Joe Biden's going in there, which is really weird for a lot of people, including myself. I'm just going to tell you. He doesn't have the family ties or any of the other stuff. He's bringing in the same old retreads that have been there for years that have, that weren't brought to justice under the administration that said they were going to bring you justice. He's going to be bringing all those cats in. And he's going to be bringing the same agenda pushed by this by the previous administration and the administration before that and the administration before that and the administration before that going back to Reagan. He's bringing in that same thing. Okay? He's going to bring in the same thing. Now, to help me discuss this issue, and uh, we're going to outline some of that, is our Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, good morning. Good to see you. And Lynn was having her coffee. She was getting her shot in the arm for this and ready to go. And so, Lynn, let's talk about what you got for for us this week, because we're going to be looking at the incoming Biden administration and uh, what's going on here. Oh, goodness gracious. I cannot believe the the level of people who are still swearing that, you know, things were stolen, things were, you know, funny business. Because, you know, you and I know, especially when it comes to education, Tim, there's there's not been an honest person in, in eons when it comes to what the Constitution allows for education from the federal government, which is zip. 
Well, that's exactly right. And that's why I say you've got the one, you got one tyrant, you got the right boot taken off, the left boot being put on, the tyrants continue. And the one thing the people don't want to see and they don't want to hear about is education. Because that is a yawner. That is not red meat. That is not something they can, you know, get WWE, you know, shouting match kind of thing about. Because that's going to take time. That's going to take actually the American people pulling their kids out of school, out of the public indoctrination centers that we call public schools, and actually educating themselves, just like God says to do in Deuteronomy 6. That requires actually doing something, not attending a rally or a party or getting online and being a keyboard warrior. It actually requires you doing something with your own kids. Right. That's exactly right. But as we have pointed out on previous shows and in the article, my latest article, um, I embedded, I think it was the last week's uh, video that you and I did where we were talking about the former HR-133 or Public Law 116-260, where it gave, um, I think it was $81.8 billion dollars to the Department of Education and woven into that, Tim, was uh, not only the caveat for the governors to come in and get a lot of that money in the name of COVID relief to go to non-public education, but this was going to even impact homeschoolers. Now, also in that particular public law, there was $9.9 million set aside for the transitioning between the Trump and Biden administrations. And here's what's interesting. On one page, it says we're going to dedicate $9.9 million to this uh, process. Then on another page, it rescinds 8.9. So basically a million dollars towards the inauguration and the transitioning. Now, read a little further in this particular law, and there was 25 million, I believe it was, set aside for the transition infrastructure technology changes. So again, we're going to see a lot of the online federal snooping, the online data mining that goes on for our children at all ages. This is going to ramp up and it's going to be under the name of this transition. Okay. All right. So we've got that going on and that is, that is just so people understand, this is a continuation of what we've talked about for Lynn, you and I have been doing this for about what, two years now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and we've been talking about it through the Trump administration. We pointed back into the Bush administration, the Clinton administration, and even back into the Reagan administration because he's the one who inherited the Department of Education that Jimmy Carter, you know, outgoing Jimmy Carter stuck in there. And Reagan, uh like the good Republican that he is, said, "Oh, that's unconstitutional." Got in office and then left the unconstitutional thing in place. And so that's why we're that's why we're where we are. And by the way, folks, I may just jump off of this tomorrow, uh, depending on what all goes on today, but I may jump off on that to just show you how that's, how that's progressed, uh, over the decades, this, this idea of, you know, GOP, good Democrat, bad kind of thing. And how really how we've slid down that road, uh, on a number of fronts, under the GOP, they're, in my opinion, they're best when they're not in power because they actually will sometimes take a stand against the guys who have their mask off. But in any case, not to get on that, what all are we looking at here? Because I know we're going to take a look at um, the uh, the Biden administration, what he, the retreads that he's bringing back in to his administration, Lynn. 
Okay, if you would open up the article that I sent you because I want the people who are able to see the long list of all the Common Core machine um, members and entities that are coming in through Biden who have actually been in D.C. under Trump and some as far back as Bush II. So, you know, you've got several um, administrations worth of recycled politicians, if you will. And here's the thing we need to understand. Uh, Betsy DeVos is outgoing. All right, we know that. We know that a lot of her employees are going to be going too. Now, if you think they're going to loosen their grasp on education just because they're not getting a paycheck, you're absolutely wrong. Every one of those people in Biden's um, administration that's coming up, that is tied to the Common Core machine, uh, they're going to be just as recycled as all of those people. They will pop up somewhere else. I mean, you know, Arne Duncan, we thought when he was outgoing Secretary of Education that, oh, he'd leave education alone. No, he went on somewhere else in a lesser capacity, but was still overreaching in education. Dr. John King, same thing. Okay. DeVos is not going to be any different because, you know, we've seen it happen. Um, but anyway, a lot of those entities that are in Biden's administration, you've got several state-run um, uh, public universities. You've got all kinds of corporations. And uh, yeah, there is the Biden administration uh, website. Uh, all this will be in archives for you. So if you can't see it right now, um, when you get the archive, you can go in and look for yourselves. Um, but that is his particular website, and it shows you all kinds of nominees and appointees for who's going to be handling what. And if you get into, I believe it is the, the domestic nominees and appointees, that's where you'll find the education team. Um, and there you'll see some of the people who are going to be um, Lead, well, I'm not going to say leading us because they're not leading us in any direction but downhill. But you'll see here Dr. Miguel Cardoa. He's supposed to be the one who's taking DeVos's place. And if you talk to anyone from Connecticut, Tim, you're going to find out that his grasp on education has been absolutely wretched. So all his talk about we're going to get rid of the testing, you know, the um, teach to the test kind of attitude. No, he won't. In fact, the um, Public Law 116-260 does not give assessments like the National Assessment for Education Progress or all those high-state formative testing that that uh, uses algorithms to track our students. They're not going away. In fact, there's millions of dollars in that particular law to keep these tests going. So, you know, he's starting out with, you know, we're going to get rid of testing. No, you're not. Okay, yeah, and I'm noticing Pete Buttigieg in here. Secretary of Transportation, he's going to give a new uh, definition for that. Um, let's take a look at some of these other people who are, who are in here. Um, uh, boy, we're, we're going to have a mess here. I mean, I guess we could go through each one of these, but what about Cindy Martin? We've got her as Deputy, Deputy Secretary of Education. Oh, she's she's a prize, too. She's, I believe, the one that is um, from California, and if you look, um, at the transition teams, okay, and that would be under the transition tab. If you go there, Tim, you look at the education 
uh, transition team. And Linda Darling Hammond is the one who is heading up the nation's transition. Um, so she's going to be the go-between uh, between DeVos and um, our new guy coming in. And uh, Linda Darling-Hammond, if people don't recognize the name, Tim, she was one of the chief cheerleaders and backers and writers and endorsers for the Common Core State Standards. And here she is as Biden's head for the transitioning of everything that's going to happen at the Department of Education. And so this uh, deputy is from that same state. And Linda Darling-Hammond, currently, when she's not... Um, trotting out the Learning Policy Institute's Common Core mess. She is the superintendent for the entire state of California as far as education goes. So this woman has been through all levels of taking over education from the Common Core machine, as I call it. Okay. All right. Okay. So what are we getting at today? We've got, uh, we've, we're looking at this transition team that's coming in and you got mm -hmm. a new article out and I was showing people that uh, on the video side uh, of the show here. And with this, you've got all these, um, these transition teams. You were mentioning those just a little bit ago and mm -hmm. uh the the member groups do you want to go do you want to go through some of those so people have an oh, idea yes, because because yeah. I, here's a question i have okay <laughs> what what does nasa have to do with education well nasa <laughs> has everything to do with education because that's one of the chief ways they're getting stem into the kids education which is the science technology engineering and math and if you look at the founding of NASA in our government is not American. It is something that the Nazis brought with them. And um, this is one of the chief this is one of the chief places that a lot of those people ended up was in NASA. And so yeah, that's uh, that's a big deal <laughs> because after all, we all have to go to space. But as far as some of the groups that um, have already been in DC forever, and have been in education, and Biden is really highlighting. You've got the National Education Association, the American Federation for Teachers, the Education Trust, the Open Educational Global, Teach Plus. You also have, um, now this is under his labor team, Jobs for the Future, which we know is a government program, Center for American Progress, and that's going to be on a lot of teams, and New America. Now, you know, when Obama and Biden were in office, uh, New America was, you know, behind Lamar Alexander. All right. Um, economics, you've got George Washington University, the University of Chicago. Then you've got uh, for the interior, Harvard and Carnegie Mellon University. For your arts and humanities, you've got University of Pennsylvania, the American Association for the Advancement of Science. Uh, you've got, for the State Department, Brookings, uh, Brookings Institute, Amazon, and the United Nations Foundation. Then for NASA, you've got the Smithsonian. For the National Security, you have Johns Hopkins, which is really, you know, in the forefront right now over the vaccine. Yeah, they're, they've been the ones pushing the propaganda of the COVID nonsense. Yeah, you've got Goldman Sachs, which has been horrible in education, and the Chan Zuckerberg Foundation, which is going to show up a lot in this particular administration. Health and Human Services, we have Common Core Machine Member Aspen Institute, Kaiser Permanente, which is around a lot of the CDC and the social emotional learning. 
Uh, you've also got um, the AFL-CIO um, that's going to be uh, dealing with the Federal Reserve. We've got uh, the Environmental Protection Agency. We have Harvard again and the Sierra Club. Now, intelligence, Facebook, Jan Zuckerberg, Disney, and the Brookings Institute. How secure is that going to be? Defense, New America. We have J.P. Morgan and Chase. We have Rand Incorporated, which is behind a lot of the data mining and algorithm stuff. For justice, we have Duke University, the National Education Association, and the 2028 Olympics. Uh, for international development through Biden's team, we're going to see the ACLU, UN Development, and Bill and Melinda Gates. Um, let's see here. Housing, urban development. Transportation, all the big unions, that's where you're going to find them coming through. Veterans Affairs, the Truman Center, Commerce, you've got Third Way, which is a very socialistic-based uh, group that also has been um, traced back, and you can find Biden in that as well. Uh, the National Audubon Society, uh, Visa, Pepsi, the Roosevelt Foundation, and Pew Charitable Trust. Uh, for Office of Budget and Management, we have Amazon. Uh, that's real great. Then we have um, for energy, the Gates Ventures arm is going to be there. Homeland Security, Chan Zuckerberg Foundation, and Goldman Sachs, and the entire U.S. mission to the United Nations team. Those are the ones that are outside of education, Tim, that will have overreaches into education. Yeah, this is absolutely incredible. This is, uh, folks, if you want to know what the definition of fascism is, this is it. I mean, this is what it is. And it's not like this is new with um, with the Biden administration, Lynn. We've done that. We've we've talked about this with the public-private partnerships and all these kinds of things going on under the Trump administration and the previous administration. Right. It's not right. new. Absolutely. That's what I want people to understand. And, you know, you guys arguing in the chat about who's a communist quit being balkanized uh, let me just break here for a second quit being balkanized guys if you're an american why don't you unite why don't you unite under the constitution instead of bickering among each other about whether your guy got something done or didn't get something look those people work for us in the first place and we should be holding them all accountable to the Constitution. And what we're doing here is the same thing we did last week when we were holding Trump accountable to the Constitution. Now we're going to do it with Biden. I told you the message isn't going to change here at the Sons of Liberty. And what what do we have here when it comes to education and the law? Well, let me show you. This is from Lynn's uh, article here. This is 20 USC 1232A, Prohibition Against Federal Control of Education. This is part of the Tenth Amendment law. I mean, this is what they're, they're just expounding on it. No provision of any applicable program shall be construed to authorize any department, agency, officer, or employee of the United States to exercise any direction, supervision, or control over the curriculum, program of instruction, administration, or personnel of any educational institution, school, or school system. Now, the Tenth Amendment applies in here as well. And when we go to the Tenth Amendment, what do we read? Well, actually, it's the Ninth and the Tenth Amendment. The Ninth Amendment says, The enumeration of the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. 
And, and the Tenth Amendment says, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. Now, I have a question for you guys who want to argue about your particular guy. Okay? The number is 215-TALK-TALK. We'd love to hear from you. I'll let you have your say. 215-867-8255. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Really would. And if you disagree, tell us why you disagree. But then I want you to bring article, section, and clause from the United States Constitution and tell me where either Trump and his administration or Biden, the coming administration, or the Obama or the Bush or the Clinton or the Reagan administration had any authority at all and the Congresses at the time to write any legislation, apply any money, or, or direct anything regarding education. Because they don't have it, which means all of them are violating the Constitution. That's the problem. And if we can't see that, then we're going to be divided. And guess what comes when we're divided? We're going to be destroyed. We're going to be destroyed. So let's get, let's get our, our uniting, our unity around what we should have it. And that's the Constitution. And that holds our... That, that, outlines where our government, those in government, are supposed to stay in. That is their playing field. They can only play on there, and if they go out of bounds, we're supposed to call them out on it. We're supposed to deal with them over it. That's why we give you the information on Wednesdays that we give you regarding this education issue. Every one of them, Republican and Democrat, whether president, a senator, or a representative, who are involved in education at any level, at the state level or the local level, are committing crimes against the people. Yes, it is a crime because they're not authorized to do it and therefore they're violating what this declares to be, by itself, the supreme law of the land. What does that make them? That makes them lawbreakers. It makes them criminals. All right? Just wanted to throw that in there, Lynn. <laughs> oh, well, no problem. And thank you. And I, you know, I'll just say this. I can't see the chat, but, uh, you know, if you guys would take that same energy and redirect it into being, you know, in the meetings, uh, showing up, making statements, uh, speaking out against all this criminal activity, you might find that uh, you can get somewhere. But as far as going back to Biden's administration, I also point out in the article, Tim, uh, where Trump had some of these very same groups in his transition team and throughout his administration. And, you know, it doesn't take much research to go back and look at all the other transitioning teams and administrations to find out that these corporations and these entities that are supposedly um, somehow integral to any administration have been doing this for, like you've said, for decades. Well, they have. They have. All right. So we've got... um a few more items here uh, that you've got. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. We've got a. Uh, did you want to go over this Presidential Transition Act provisions and funding? Yeah, let's do that, if you will. Okay. Yeah. What I wanted to point out to people was that we, the people, are paying for this transition. And that particular document was one of the latest ones that spells out for everyone all the provisions that, that the, the millions of dollars are going for that we're having to foot in the agenda that comes with it. You'll also find in that particular document that, um, hang on just a second, let me get to where you are. Public-private partnerships have been given a huge green light 
and that they can contribute as much as they want, either in money or in supposed advice, which we know is not advice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'm looking at uh, services, facilities, and funds, pre-election services and activities. Um, uh, who, who all is involved in this? Are these some of the same people that we just read off uh, under what's coming in with the Biden administration? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because remember, they recycle all these these um, these entities and these people. Okay. You're not going to hear, you know, their names in the, the media probably after today, but they're going to be there somewhere. They have, they, they're, too, they're too invested in this, literally, to say, oh, we're going to walk away from education and we're going to start honoring the Constitution. There's no way they can. And if you look at Biden's um, administration, there are two brand new federal entities that are coming in that we've never had before. So if you want to talk about, oh, there's going to be limited government sports hockey, it's going to be expanded just like it was expanded under Trump, just like it was expanded under every other president who has has done all this. But you've got a COVID-19 response council. You also have a COVID-19 equality task force. We have a deputy coordinator for COVID-19. We have counselors to the president for COVID-19. Now, you think that's bad. Here we have a national climate advisory board that's coming in. It's the White House Office of Domestic Climate Policy. Now, policy is not law. Policy is the interpretation of of the law, and depending on who is interpreting, as to what version of the law you will get. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of that, we've got this uh, political law briefing. You want to hit on that, too? Oh, that's the one that shows you where public-private partnerships are given the green light. It can go in and uh, just help run government amok. And, you know, we know Public-private partnerships are fascism, and people want to talk about, oh, it's going to start with Biden. No, it's been going on with Trump. It's been going, yeah, it's been going on for decades. Uh, Public-private partnerships ruin the citizen's voice because it mutes the citizen's voice. So instead of it being government for we, the people, it's government for the public-private partnerships. And that's exactly what is going on here. And they're using education as the funnel the change agent to align to all the uh, um, United Nations uh, parameters. Because if you'll remember, the United Nations needs America to be a democracy, not a republic. So that means you have to get rid of the Constitution. So if you're thinking that, oh, well, with Biden, it's going to begin, it's already started. Yeah, no, I, that's exact. that's exactly right. And, um, I'm thinking back to your articles you did, uh, I believe it was last year, where you were even pointing out you you, you dealt with uh, Harris and Biden, both among the other mm-hmm. people who are coming in. Buttigieg was in there and uh, all of the Democrats. But you did the Republicans, too, as far as mm-hmm. evaluated them on this issue of education right. and what they stood for and, and how that applied uh, or how that paralleled up with the Constitution, whether or not it was constitutional or not. I don't think there was there. I don't think there was a single uh, candidate from the Republican Party or the Democrat Party 
who held to the Constitution concerning education. No, that was my Prudence Files yes. uh, series. I think there were five in all, and I know we did some shows on it, but you're absolutely right. It didn't matter if it was a former government employee or if it was a representative. It didn't matter if they were a former governor or current governor or current uh, politician. It didn't matter if they were even business men and women. No one who was running on either side had the gumption to say, you know what, we're going to get out of the education business. We're going to get out of the data mining business. We're going to get out of the taking your child and ruining academics and replacing it with skill-based education. Uh, we're going to get out of trying to align home education, private education to the same thing. But nobody did that. They're all in on the the agenda to make education a streamlined, dumbed-down uh, workforce system. And, you know, every student succeeds that. We have said this for two years, probably every show. Page 17 said that all education had to be the same. It had to be aligned to workforce-based standards. And one of the things that people have glossed over and are not really wanting to focus on right now is that when Biden was the vice president for Obama, Obama went to him and said, I need you to get in bed with the big unions and we're going to we're going to make education all about workforce ready and what did trump do did he pull same back thing. on that mm -mm. Nope, same thing nope. he went in with the apprenticeships he stepped that up he made it even more so yep no he he actually did he actually did that very thing and we documented that over a course of several weeks where we mm -hmm. were uh, covering the the whole idea of what, what that's going towards and for those who aren't familiar uh, you know, when you read, you know, a lot of people mention 1984, but a lot of people haven't read 1984. And if they read 1984, the situation, it's it looks a lot more gloomy and doomy than it does here in America right now. I mean, you get this really, I mean, not just dark in um, in the, you know, the this um, atmosphere, so to speak, as, as far as in your mind, but literally in the atmosphere you can when you're visualizing it reading the book and i think even the old movie that came out was very dark like that but it almost seems like oh everything is going okay right now you know people have money and they have food and things and i've said that it's going to take people's hungry bellies before they actually stand up and do what needs to be done and that hasn't happened yet. But one of the things you read about in 1984 is that whole, they start removing the history. You can't have anything that's going to stir your emotions. Uh, they start removing all of that stuff. And then they start going and they start re-educating the people to be good little worker bees. Uh, I forget the stuff. It's been some years since I've read 1984. But they drink that stuff that tastes like he was saying some kind of oil and gin or something really nasty and the little bit of rat food rations they get and they just get up and they do their exercise and then they go do their work and then they come home and they go to bed and that's all they're good for is to be that little what is it the cog in the wheel that was the terminology you used 
That's what yeah. they wanted to do in order to serve Big Brother because Big Brother was ta- was protecting them from the two enemies that would switch sides. They would they would become allies and then they would become enemies and they would become allies and they'd become enemies. And folks, we see that all happening here day after day when we watch what's going on in our government we we swap allies we we put in an enemy we swap that enemy we put in an ally and we're constantly doing that and the people remain confused and the only place where you can go to where you have a good moral compass as to what's going on is in the word of god it isn't even in the constitution because you know i, I there was an old statement that says uh, one of the guys said uh you know there were two things stable under heaven that was the bible and the constitution well the constitution is not stable either because it can be amended but the bible can't be amended and so that's your that's your moral compass as to where you're going so when we're talking about education again we go back to deuteronomy 6 moms and dads this is your this is your role this is why god gave children to you and you know i i reject the notion that the state even has authority to do it. The state usurped authority because it submitted to the tyranny that came in with Lincoln and those who came after them. And they forced, they forced education or indoctrination. That's what it was, that's what it that's what it is. They forced it on the states. And again, I remind people, go back. Pick up a book. You can get it at Amazon. I don't know where you can get it anywhere else. I haven't been able to find it anywhere else uh, after I got it. It's only about 75 pages. It's called On Secular Education. I'll put the link in the uh, in the archives later this morning. On Secular Education is written by Pastor Arnold Dabney. He was a Presbyterian minister back in like the 1850s, 1860s. He wrote the definitive biography on Stonewall Jackson, and in that little book on secular ed, he tells you exactly what's going to come from the North pressing on the South, their form of education, and he's telling you exactly what's going on today. He Back then, he could look forward and he could see exactly what was going to happen, and he called it, and you'll be amazed. And it's not a long read. It's, like I said, it's about 75 pages. You can get on Amazon for about four bucks, I think. And um, or at least that's where I got it, just so I'd have a, a copy saved. But he shows you exactly what's going on, and we're facing that right now, Lynn. We're, we're facing it on all the fronts, and it's all coming through education. The reason people are ignorant is because of the education system. The reason people are against the Second Amendment in this country, and there are people who are against it, is because they're ignorant of the Constitution and the Bible. They're ignorant of economics. They're ignorant of and that's why they are, they're ready to embrace socialism. That my, my son came home the other night and he said, Dad, I think they're getting ready to push this $15 an hour you know, minimum wage. He said, I've been working for several years to get to, I think he's making about $16 an hour or something. He said, I've been working a couple of years to get up from there. And I think he started at like six seventy five or something. And my other kids as well, they've, they've worked to build that up. Now they're just going to come in and boost everybody up who has no experience to what they're getting paid. And I said, son, you know what that does? All that does is raise the cost of everything else. So it, that, that raise that they got might make them feel good for a short time. But guess what? Them chicken sandwiches that you guys are serving, they're going to go up to like $10 <laughs> to cover the cost. I mean, they, they're just not taught, uh, Lynn, and this is why it's in it's imperative that parents do what the Bible says, and that is they teach their children diligently those things that God has commanded. And God speaks to history. God speaks to um, economics. 
Uh, he talks about just weights and measures. That's what all of that is. Uh, he talks about how, how we're to deal with one another. He talks about justice. So all of this is not some ancient book to throw away. It is something we've disregarded. And as a result of that, we're headed towards destruction because we reject the wisdom of God. Right. Well, speaking of 1984, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a book here by Sam Blumenthal. And, um, you know, he was he was a wonderful, wonderful man, he was a big education whistleblower. Anyway, in 1984, he published this one. This is called The Trojan Horse in American Education. And, you know, it says in the back, uh, parents have been searching for years to try to find out what's going on in our public education system. Why is it, you know, so bad? And what we've seen happen with all the administrations, uh, current and upcoming and, and well before then, uh, is that people think that money's going, you throw money at it, it's going to improve the education system. Well, we've seen it absolutely has not. In fact, we've seen more money be, being thrown in education uh, than ever before. And we're still not getting kids who can add, read, think for themselves, anything like that. So, you know, it's not just the NEA, though, because it's also the American Federation of teachers. Both of those groups are partners participating with the United Nations to bring about the sustainable development goal number four, which is global education for all. Now, in 2018, uh, John K. published this book, and this is called School World Order, and it's all about how the technocrats are taking over uh, education for data mining, which means big tech, and then globalization, which means, you know, United Nations. And the thing that uh, John does is he picks up on Charlotte Iserbite's work and uh, brings you forward into what would have been the Trump administration. So if you can find both of those books, uh, you might want to check with Thrift Books or eBay or somewhere like that is where you can find those. And of course, Charlotte's website, The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America, fascinating stuff. And she is the one who was in uh, the Department of Education under Reagan, and she blew the whistle, which is why she you know, got run out of D.C. because she found how Reagan's administration got in bed with Russia to ruin education. That's why the department, he never shut the department down. Yeah, and I, I've been I've been looking those books up uh, for people. So, guys, I dropped one, the last one, the school word order in in the chat on Facebook. But I'll have all the links for all the books that we've made mention of in the archive too. So later on at sonsoflibertymedia.com, again, you'll get the radio show in the video format. You'll get the podcast. You'll get all of this, uh, all of these links that we've talked about. Plus, there's a a bunch of other stuff that Lynn always has that you can go back and do your own homework on and we'll have the links for those books too so if you're interested in those they will be in the archive later this morning at sonsoflibertymedia.com okay lynn all right we're mm-hmm. we're looking at this transition to come i guess we're looking at um let's see at 6:48 eastern time and um so we're looking at uh, what 5 6 hours something like that and mm-hmm. we're supposed to have this peaceful transition of power or whatever um, but I think everybody senses that something else is going to happen here. I, I I don't know why. Anybody I talk to, 
they sense that there's something that's that's going to happen. Now, whether that is or not, do you foresee any kind of change from the agenda going forward at all, whether something uh, devastating happens, whether something, I don't know, unexpected happens? Or is this just gonna this is just gonna be the way it is until the people have had enough of it? Yeah, that's exactly it. No matter what dog and pony show you're gonna see go on today or tomorrow or the next day, education will always be under the gun as long as we allow it. And the reason is is because you cannot change a nation from a constitutional republic to a UN run democracy without using education to first of all indoctrinate everyone and second of all to be the one area of life that flies under the radar of the agenda and and this is what stymies me is why people will sit there oh well my guy this and my guy that but you're missing the bigger picture the bigger picture is you're not stopping any of them from messing with education, from stopping the indoctrination, from stopping your tax dollars going to things that you never approved of, or that the Constitution does not sanction, or that the Bible flat just says, don't go there. Yeah, yeah, David jokes in the uh, in the chat. What do you mean? You didn't know the deep state is going to be arrested today. <laughs> see, oh, see now, David, David, that's one of the things. Um, it, it, I think the lack of education, of understanding all of this stuff has led to people thinking that. And David knows it too because David writes on it. David yeah. writes on, you know, their their um their strategies and the things that they have written and the things that they have said about how they're going to bring communism here into the United States. Guys, it's been happening under Republican and Demo- I, I keep reiterating this. People still don't believe it. But it keeps happening under Republican and Democrat administrations, through Republican and Democrat senators and representatives, through unelected bureaucrats they put in office. And you know what? As long as we let it keep going on, that's what that's what that's why I asked Lynn just to kind of be a two witness thing here. There has to be a standing up. There has to be an accounting. And the people are going to have to do more than find out, oh, adrenochrome. Oh, yeah, I, look, I get it. I did a show on adrenochrome. Okay? I get it. I, the, the, sci, pedophilia. I get that too. But there has to be more than just, oh, I found some knowledge here and we have to get it out. No, we have to do something about it. And I said over and over and over, there is one law enforcement force in the United States and according to this document, the Constitution, that's the militia. And when you go to the Bible and you go into 1 Samuel, you'll find that God specifies not a standing army, but basically a militia. And it's only men who have their eye on the ball. It's not guys who are going to get married, not guys who planted their vineyard, not guys who built their houses or are going to get married. Those guys need to stay at home. That's where their, that's where their mind is. That's where that comes from. That idea of the militia is the people enforce the law. They don't get unelected street beats to go enforce the law for them. They are to do it. They're to be the ones who do it. 
And if you go back in the Old Testament, that's what you see. When you see Samson going out and doing what he does, he's not asking anybody for permission to go and exercise the law. So what are we doing here in the United States? Are we stepping up? Are we beginning to seek out maybe a sheriff or even the state legislature to do their duty under the Constitution and recognize that the people have the right to form a militia, select their officers, and to be useful in enforcing the law? Are we doing that or not? Or are we just saying, well, I've got to wait till next time till I vote? Because that isn't working, guys. You've been doing that for 170 years with these cats, the Democrats and the Republicans. That's not working. I don't know when people are going to wake up on that. And it starts at home. We have to start educating our own kids. We, we, you cannot send your kids to a status-run school and expect them to come out not being status. You just can't expect that. Lynn? Right. Well, we also need to point out that it's not just the public school system. I mean, we've done this for, for I don't know how many shows. With this overall um, agenda, you have to reach those who are outside of public education. And that's precisely how the Every Student Succeeds Act uh, framed it, because it, it included museums, libraries, after-school programs, extracurricular programs, and it opened it up to those who were outside the public education system. It also wove in uh, family services where the government comes in and, you know, grades your family on how you're raising your children. And if you're not raising your children to the government standards, then they're going to send people in to help re-educate you. So we've got to understand this is not just public schools. This is about our families. This is about all of us. And it doesn't matter if you're in school or out of school. This education agenda has reached our culture. And once you've reached the culture, it permeates into everything. I mean, just turn on the TV, pick up a newspaper, read a book, go on a website, you'll see it. And I ended yesterday's article or what it, the last article I did with saying we've got to do more than just point fingers. You and I can get this information to the people, but Tim, it is up to them to take that information, pick it up, walk out the door, go down to the mayor's office, go down to the school district's office and raise cane. And we're not doing it. We'd rather sit there and go, well, Trump promised this. Believe it. No, he didn't promise anything about education other than he was going to get the government out of it. And he didn't. He increased it. Well, that's exactly right. Now, uh, let me address something here near the end of the show. We've got just a few minutes, and I, I think that this needs to be this needs to be driven home. I, I see some people in the chat. Um, you know, Aaron, I, I know people say they're too scared. They're too scared not to even take their face diaper off, all right, to go outside. I get it. I, I get that people are scared. So let me address that right now. Because the Constitution doesn't doesn't address that. No, the Bible addresses it. And here we have Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded thee? Has the Lord not commanded you? Listeners, has he not commanded me? We're in this together. It's not just me pointing my finger at you. It's, you know, they, the old saying, a one finger pointed at you, you got three pointed back at yourself. This is all of us. Has has 
Has he not commanded us, let's put it that way, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid. Now, if God's not your God, then I guess you have reason to to be afraid. But God says, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. 1 Chronicles 28, 20. And David said to Solomon his son, Be strong and of good courage, and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed. It's the same, it's the same words. It's the word of God. For the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Let me give you just a couple more. Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and of a good courage. Are you getting the are you getting the point? Are you getting the message here? It's the same words. Be strong and of a good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Joshua 10:25. And Joshua said unto them, the same words that he got, fear not nor be dismayed. Be strong and of a good courage. For thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom you fight. And uh, back over into Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 23. And he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge and said, Be strong and of a good courage, for you will, excuse me, For thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear unto them, and I will be with thee. It's the same message. It's all throughout the Scripture. Jesus told the disciples, you go into the New Testament, don't be afraid, and he says, lo, I am with you, even until the end of the age. So, ladies and gentlemen, there is no reason for us, those of you who are listening to me, if you have faith, In the Creator, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, if you really have faith in Him, there is no reason for you to fear man or devil. There just isn't any reason for it. You are to have a good courage. You are to be strong. And you're to do what God said to do. Did God say to submit to tyranny? No, he did not. And if you you guys need to check out sonsoflibertymedia.com, watch the short video from Matt Trujillo. Just put it up yesterday on Romans 13, Romans 13. If you believe that you're just to submit to tyranny, you are sadly mistaken. Lynn, we got about 20 seconds. Tell people where they can find out more about you. Okay, you can find me at commoncorediva.com. I do have a donate button if you feel like you would like to financially bless what I do. What I do. It is a labor of love. Uh, if you cannot financially donate, uh, prayer is always welcome. You can find me on Facebook when I'm not in jail. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, mewe.usa.life. You can find me on localactivist.org and uh, Spreely as well. All right. Okay. Thank you, Lynn. We appreciate you as always. Thank you for the information you give us. Let's go do something with it today. 23 hours. We'll see you.